was the room number? Ten-six. Facing the closed elevator door, he hesitated again, the frown deepening on his forehead. He lighted another cigarette quickly, and the tension in him charged his movements with a curious significance. He was like an animal in open country as he glanced nervously about the lobby, alert and graceful and wary. Earl Slater was thirty-five years old, but he looked much younger. His complexion was the kind a woman might envy— clear, smoothly tanned, and he handled his rangy body like a well-conditioned machine, using it with a suggestion of careless precision and efficiency. For all this, people weren't often attracted to him. They might be touched by the hunger in his eyes, or impressed by the power of his body, but the cold and delicate anger in his face usually kept them at a distance. He dropped his cigarette into a sand-filled urn as the elevator door slid open. Straightening his shoulders, he stepped into the empty car and said, Ten six, to the operator, a young Negro in a green uniform. That the tenth floor? Yes, sir, the colored boy said, snapping his fingers in a slow rhythm. We're going right up, right up. Turning, he smiled at Earl. You hear the final score on the Eagles game? Earl Slater stared at him, his eyes shining and blank. He might not have been seeing him at all. I don't care about football, he said gently. No? The operator was still smiling. What's your sport, then? Riding nice, quiet elevators, Earl said, and let his soft southern accent come down between them like a wall. The colored boy's smile faded until it was no more than a little twist at the corner of his mouth. I read you, mister, he said, closing the door and throwing the starting lever with a lazy flick of his wrist. He hummed softly under his breath until the car came to a stop at the tenth floor. When the door opened, he inclined his head and said, Don't mention it, mister. Nothing at all. Earl stared at him until the door closed, and then he let his breath out slowly, trying to check the frustrating anger pumping through his veins. A smart one, he thought. A real smart one. Turning, he walked down the quiet corridor to Novak's room, forgetting everything for the moment but an exasperating dissatisfaction with himself. Why hadn't he said something? That thought drummed in his mind. Why did he stand and take it like a block of wood? Novak himself opened the door, grinning and extending a muscular hand. Come on in. I'm Frank Novak, he said. You're right on time, Slater. Novak was short, but put together compactly and powerfully, a dark-haired, dark-complexioned man with cold little eyes. You're a big one, he said, grinning at Earl, surveying him with eyes that remained cold and hard. Come on in. I want you to meet a friend, Dave Burke. Dave, shake hands with Earl Slater. Burke was standing in the middle of the room, a tall, paunchy man with gray-blonde hair and a complexion that had reddened by the rupturing of tiny blood vessels in his cheeks. He smiled and gave Earl an awkward little salute. How are you? he said. Sit down and make yourself comfortable. You feel like a drink? All right, Earl said. Something light. How about a whiskey and water? That sound okay? Sounds great, Earl said. Burke laughed, as if this were funny, and turned to a dresser on which there were several bottles and a collection of glasses. You use ice? He said. Earl didn't see any ice around, so he said, Nah, never mind. Burke laughed again, and Novak said, Sit down, Earl. Take that chair. It's better than the others. You want a cigar? No, thanks. 
Earl sat down with his overcoat in his lap, but Bert took it away from him and said, Let's don't get this wrinkled up, Earl. I'll put it in the closet. It doesn't make a lot of difference. It's pretty beat up. Burke laughed at this, too, and Earl realized he was a bit tight. Not drunk, but loosened up to the point where everything was striking him as mildly funny. The room was small and cheaply furnished, but the view from the double windows gave an impression of space, with thousands of bright little lights blinking far below against a big darkness. Novak sat on the edge of the bed, hands resting on his knees, and studied Earl with a faint smile. "'It's not Buckingham Palace, is it?' he said. "'It's okay,' Earl said, coloring faintly. He didn't feel at ease. "'It's fine. I never stayed here, but I've stopped at the bar downstairs.' "'And why not?' Burke said, laughing softly. He gave Earl a dark brown whiskey and water and said, "'Why not stop at the bar, eh?'